Hey friends, welcome back to The Poptimist. I am your host, Taylor Berryman. Check me out on Instagram as the underscore Poptimist, on Facebook as Taylor Berryman, and also now on TikTok, just at, at The Poptimist. <laughs> so check me out on that. Like, subscribe, tell a friend about the show. We are streaming across all major platforms. New episode of Man of Science, Man of Faith is now streaming. It's episode 17, episode 18, something like that. Yeah, 17. 17 and a half. Yep. Yep. And we're talking about the origins of Man of Science, Man of Faith, how Zach and I met, and what inspired us to start the show. So go check that out. Milhouse, how are you doing this week, bud? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good today. Um, I'd say like the, the week's been pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good, man. I was feeling really fucking burned out. Yeah. I was feeling burned out because the snow happened. And then basically after that, I wasn't working for a week and I wasn't doing anything for a week except the podcast. Those are the only things I did. And I felt really out of sorts with only one thing that I'm supposed to do in all the free time. Yeah. And when that happens, my mind just goes crazy. It's not good for me to to just be sitting around the house doing nothing. Dude, I, I feel that sometimes if I sit around too long, dude, I just, I got to do something productive. Um, today, today is an example of that, honestly. I told you I wasn't going to go to the studio today. Like, I, I was... I was just going to stay at the house. Uh, yeah, I, I asked you this morning. I was and like, then, you going to the studio today? And, and then I saw you at the vape store, and I was like, you going to the <laughs> studio today? And then uh, Gerard uh, hit me up, and he said, no, nah, you're, you're coming, because he was on his way back from work. And I didn't, I wasn't going to drive all the way out there, so he picked me up on the way there and made me go to the studio. Yeah, I realized so, uh, your truck was here, but you weren't here. Yeah. I went up there to go check on you, and I, uh, you, I was, you weren't home. I was feeling kind of bummed. Uh, and, and Gerard, like I was telling Gerard, like I wasn't feeling productive. I wasn't doing anything. And he, he, you know, had me, uh, go be productive today. So we got some stuff done and uh, it felt good after, you know, not wanting to go, not wanting yeah. to do anything. Um, but yeah, like when I get, you know, in a rut, I find myself just like sitting around the house and slacking, you know, yeah. falling back into that hole, you know, it's easy <sighs> Dude, to do. It's, I, I know I give you a hard time about that. Sometimes I do the same thing though. Dude, it's extremely easy to just like slack off and like, you know, get real bummed out about whatever and just like completely fall off. I find whenever I'm in one of those though, I go to immediately the other extreme right after. I was in a uh, position basically where I was working like 13 days in a row and I took one day off and then I thought that was enough and I kept going and I was just... I notice I start to get that anxious feeling. Like last week, we talked about anxiety. I start to get that anxious feeling when I'm working too much. Because yes. I'm not, I feel like a person prone to anxiety. Yeah, It's only under the right bad circumstances, which I start getting burned out. Yeah, I'm going for the gold in the burnout Olympics. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just start spiraling and it's equally as bad for me whenever I don't have anything going on. So last week I kind of took Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday off. Mm -hmm. And Sunday, the only thing I did, I, I just, uh, I did some yoga, meditated. I just did things to care for myself. Yeah. And that always gives me a little bit of a reboot. And then Monday... I spent, no joke, probably seven or eight hours at the dentist. Oh, 
because yeah. I got a new tooth. Nice. And that's been something that's been bothering me for a long time that I haven't been able to afford to do. And I finally went to do it. This this has been hanging over my head for like three years. And no joke, I've been trying to do it for eight months now. Wow. It's been a constant me going there, them saying, oh, we have to do this. Oh, we have to do that. $150 for this. Yeah. $250 for that. So it's been a long process to get to the point to where I could finally do it. But it was something I had a lot of shame about, honestly. I was fucking missing a tooth. You know what I mean? I couldn't afford to fix it. Didn't have dental insurance. Didn't have dental care. Any of that. You waited a, a while before tell, like even telling me about it. You know, well, I didn't know for a long time. You couldn't necessarily even see it or yeah. notice. Yeah. Because I also internalized it, and like even when I yawned, I would yawn a certain way that way no one would see it. I was living with shame, dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, but yeah, I, I get it about you know like having to take time off. You know. It, it, it is it is like mandatory dude like i was working i worked a week straight at my job and like um with no days off and just till 4 4 p.m every day and then still trying to be productive after that is so hard you know when you're going for that many days straight and you know it's already 4 p.m you know you just want to sit on the couch and stare yeah. at your phone and some days it's like no i, I have to go to the studio even though it's 4 p.m and I have to leave at like 9 p.m. because I got to go to bed. I still got to go. You know, even if I don't get that much done, even if I get one thing done, that's an accomplishment because I worked all day at my job and then managed to get the energy to do something afterwards. You know, like just shit like that. Like it's hard to do that for me at least, you know, to like work a job that long and then try to be productive during the week. Mm-hmm. Anytime I get into either the mode of, not doing enough or doing too much. That's when I know it's time to pick up my journal and I'll write about whatever is in my mind and vomit it out onto the page. Whatever thoughts are swirling around in my head, whatever's bothering me, it could be any number of things, any number of human things, stuff we all deal with. And I write that out. I make a to-do list. Typically, whenever I jump into yoga that gives me some momentum i have to have a momentum bringer in there something that's hard and uncomfortable to do Mm -hmm. that can kickstart me into getting some things done yeah i feel like when i do any kind of physical exercise or anything it like brings life back into me you know and makes me want to be more productive too i was mentally bitching out before we did this about doing the yoga because i'm like i know Stretching and doing something good for my body is going to make me feel good and I'm going to speak better. And I was starting to talk to myself about why I didn't have to do the yoga. I was I picked a really hard one to do and I got 10 minutes into it and I'm like, this is not productive. I'm not able to do this. So I backed it down to an easier one, which was still hard for me. And after I did that, I felt a lot better about myself. I was like, okay. Yeah. I just did something that proves me. I did something for myself that proves me worthy to myself. Yeah. I made peace with the universe <laughs> for a brief moment in time. It's always brief. Yeah, dude. I totally feel that, though. You know, I don't always want to go to the gym or want to do that, you know? Like, I've been working out, you know, but I don't always want to go. Yeah. You know, there's some times that I, I just don't feel like it. 
you know, especially with work and, and everything else that I'm doing, you know, whether it's studio, you know, I still try to make some time for the gym, try to go every other day. But like, there's a lot of days I just, I really don't want to go, but I try to go. How do you fight that voice How do that, I, that tells you, oh, don't, don't do it. It's okay. Well, I mean, when you've made it as far as I have with all of it, you know, with, with weight and everything, it's like, I can't afford to back down because if I back, I don't want to go back into that hole. You know, of being fat again? Yeah, of, of being overweight and being uncomfortable all the time. You How were you uh, uncomfortable? Well, it's like I always looked at growing up being bigger. Like I always grew up around skinny kids. You know, everybody could do stuff. I couldn't because I was always the big kid. Like what? You know, like whether we were playing football, I just wasn't as fast as the other kids or wasn't like, you, you know. You couldn't tie your shoes? Yeah, no, I could tie my shoes, dog. But like, you know. Having to wear an extra large in middle school, you know, shit like that. Damn. I had to wear a 2XL in eighth grade. You have a lot of shame about that, huh? Well, I mean, yeah, but like getting past that and like completely going 180, like, you know, I want to like keep that. What did your family say? Like the people who (laughs) knew you say whenever you lost all that weight? I know shit, have people that I grew up with and and even family members that when I came home and I weighed 135, that lo- didn't recognize me. There's people that I grew up with that I, I still run into Walmart and they don't know who I am. Like, I, I have tons of high school teachers that like don't know me you now. Because you were, cause I, cause you I were fat. Yeah, because I completely changed. Um, which like sucks because like, you know them all that time and then they literally don't even know who you are. <laughs> Well, it's not that they don't know who you are. It's that they don't recognize you because you transformed. Yeah, yeah but like I want to keep that. It helps uh, helps me feel better. Like if I'm if I'm feeling bad or if I have like a lot of uh, if I have like a big self esteem problem going on in my head, uh, working out instantly instantly changes that. And if I'm feeling at my lowest, like I'll go work out because that's at least one thing that'll make me feel better. It'll get you out of the rut. Yeah, it gets me out of the rut. It gets me moving. And um, I feel like a few months ago when I had that, my biggest rut of lately, <laughs> and I was just like not doing anything. I, I wasn't working out at the time. And then I got back into working out and it pulled me out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keeping uh, my body in motion and also meditating really helps me. This morning, I woke up. I was like, I'm going to wake up early. I've, I've fallen into this bad habit of staying up super late, and I hate it. It's easy to do. I hate yeah. it, dude, because I'm doing nothing late at night, and I'm unproductive. So I, when I woke up this morning, I was getting ready. I was feeling good, and then out of nowhere, I started getting anxiety. I was stressing out. Just about normal life things, yada, yada, yada. What am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? So I took an hour to meditate. And it took me a good half hour to settle into it. And that last 20 minutes were valuable. Yeah. And I was able to get into it, relax, go into that place, that whatever that place is that we don't know, where it's that infinite, the infinite divide. Of the of whatever the universe is, dude. It, it takes me a while to get into meditation mode. If I if I'm not anywhere near that, if I'm not already like ready, it takes me a while. Like it's that hard. Half hour, like to actually get into the state that you're talking about, because like I know what you're saying. 
you know, and uh, for people that don't meditate, like there's this, you know, it's like you're not asleep, but you're not awake. You're in this like trance. It's like your brain is being mm-hmm. scrubbed. Yeah. It's being cleaned. Yeah. Um, Rebooting the hard drive. Yeah. Defrag. When, when I was a kid, I used to, I used to have, uh, I used to not be able to sleep at all. I used to have insomnia as a child. And I would just stay up for days at a time. Were you thinking about Reese's Cups? Is that why? <laughs> probably. This was actually like probably like before I was like really fat. This was like just child Taylor. I used to have insomnia and I, I actually had to go see a doctor and they prescribed me these CDs that were to meditate me into sleep. They were like trance CDs. Do they work? Yeah, they worked for a while. Um, I used to like, I, my mom used to have to put in a C, uh, put a CD player in my room, play it. And yeah, right before I go to bed, and that like meditated me to sleep or whatever. I usually don't have a problem going to sleep when I get into the the cycle of going to bed. I, I find that usually it's what at a time where I'm I'm keeping myself busy during the day, doing everything I'm supposed to do. Yeah, and I I love dude waking up five a fucking am. Me too. 6 a.m. and just hitting it immediately, doing something right in the morning, either doing yoga first or practicing for an hour first. Yeah, I need to get back into that. Dude. That's what's that's what I value right now and what I find important. Those are sacred tenets of mine to live. Yeah, dude, waking up early, man, like waking up before the sun comes up is just it's it's awesome. You know, like I I love jobs that I've worked in the past that. I did that because it just felt better. Your body feels better, you know? Um, the downside is, is like, I always had to go to bed super early, you know? And, and that's like, which is difficult if you're a musician because everything's happening at night. Yeah. You know, it's difficult to have a, a healthy sleeping schedule if you're a musician. Yeah, because you're out playing until 2 a.m. Yeah, I feel like... And then you're buzzing after a show <laughs> yeah. just from playing. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I feel like I have two extremes when it comes to sleeping. I feel like a lot of people probably relate. It's, it's, it's either super early or like super, super fucking late, you know? It's like there's two extremes. I feel like there's no mid, uh, middle ground for me at least, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. So have you been uh, been working on any music stuff lately? Yeah, uh, we just recorded two demos today with uh, with my band, uh, Rosewood Dandruff Cure. With Gerard over at Trashman Studios. Yep, yep. Uh, we um we just recorded two demos, um, and it took a while to do, and um we got it done, and uh yeah, I'll, I'll show them to you later. They're, they're super cool. Uh, we did a we did a piano and some guitar on. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I saw some videos. I think maybe that Ryan posted or something like that of you guys jamming. Yeah, dude, it's, it's been super on TikTok. Fun. Oh, on TikTok. Ryan's been sending me TikToks, dude. <laughs> Dude, he's, he's got been a, helping me curate my feed. Dude, he's got a obsession with TikTok, bro. Like, he, I opened up my feed, like, because I don't get on TikTok like that often. And I had like 73, like, TikToks that he had sent me. He sends me a lot was, of like, TikToks. He sends me so many, dude. I, like, they're all funny. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, uh, <laughs> TikTok is a real vapid place. Yes. I mean, it, it basically covers every personality there is it does it's almost more powerful than facebook or instagram maybe not twitter 
I don't know, bro. I would I would argue that TikTok is probably the most powerful form of social media because it gain it seems to gain more traction than anything that's relevant currently. Like if something's trending on on TikTok, like oh wait, okay, wait. If something's trending on Twitter, I might not find out about it. But if a song is trending on TikTok, I will find out about it. I first heard about TikTok whenever, uh, well, from you. Yeah. Because I. Last year, there was a bunch of great pop songs on the radio that I actually really liked. I liked uh, Say So by Doja Cat and then Super Lonely by Benny. Benny or whatever, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they were different than other pop songs Mm -hmm. that were around. Like the bass was really bumping in it. They kind of had not necessarily a throwback sound, kind of, but not really. The production was super modern and sleek. But the, the songs were good. They were well written. Yeah. And they had a lot of personality. We're in the era of like, uh, of like bedroom pop is what I'd call it. Um, it's like this whole era. And that's what I call those like TikTok songs. It's TikTok pop songs. Mm-hmm. It's bedroom pop. It's, it's, I like it. You know, I, I'm super into it. I'm about it. But like uh, it is certainly interesting to see how TikTok's affected the music industry. With like, um, you know, because now like every TikTok song we hear on the radio. You know? Yeah. Instead of it just blowing up on TikTok, it's blowing up, you know, everywhere. It crosses over. Yeah, into Spotify, you know, like, all those songs that are on TikTok, like, their streams on Spotify are insane. I don't know if you've seen them, but, like, Beanie or Benny, uh, Super Lonely, like that, you know, millions. Um, and it, and it, it's super cool to see how, like, instant all that happens. They release that song, and actually, it's kind of cool, because there's some bands that are from, like, 2015 or 2014, like, uh... Like MGMT? Yeah. Like their stuff blew up on TikTok. Yeah, they were big when I was in uh, high school. Yeah, well, like, um, it's it's cool to see, like, bands that were in, like, the mid-2000s blow up again on TikTok. Yeah. Or stuff from, like, the 90s blow up again. It's it's kind of cool. Well, even older songs, too. There's that TikTok challenge, one of the vain ones. Oh, yeah. With that throwback, uh, that Paul Anka song, Put Your yeah. Head on My Shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a super, where, that's a super big ticket. So uh, how would you describe that challenge? Is It's the Red Silhouette it's, Challenge? Yes, the Red Silhouette Challenge. Um, I don't I don't know how they do it or like what they do. I don't even know how to use the filters on TikTok. But there's a there's a certain challenge they do with like red light, and it, it shows a silhouette of you. Well, basically what it is, it shows them dressed normally Yeah. while that song, Put Your Head on My Shoulder, is playing. And then all of a sudden it cuts into like some rap song with like a trap beat and it goes to the red silhouette and they're in lingerie and you can't really see them but you can kind of see their titties and their ass and shit like that it's a it was a super big trend a few months ago so tiktok that's where the simps go right dog that is where the simps go bro i mean like i don't know what's happening but like if uh yeah that's where the simps go like only fans you know like they they go there that's that's what it looks like. It looks like, sure. or at least some, not all. Of it. There's a lot of OnlyFans girls that are on there that are that are shaking their titties and shit like that. Which hey, I'm not a hater. Yeah, I'm not a hater. I'm not judging that. And then they talk about whatever. They usually are talking about their titties or their or ass. Ranting about ex boyfriends or whatever. That's yes, yeah. That is that is also a trend. Um, yeah, they'll rant about that or they'll say you know yeah they'll do whatever. Uh, but these uh, these girls though they they have these personalities that all these these groups of guys like like thousands of guys follow, 
and simp over this chick. Like they, you know, they worship her. And that that's what, you know. Well, it's it's validation. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's validation and it even if you look at the the OnlyFans thing, it's real interesting to see where we're going because that is more and more becoming the norm. Yeah. Well, it's not even it's not even just this, but like people in general worship internet personalities. You know? Well, they worship any personalities that are uh, like a cult of personality. Yeah. Well, and, and like the, the personality has to be relatable enough for like an entire group of people to worship them. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if it's necessarily that. I don't know what it, what it is. I'm it's about like the James, uh, I forgot his name, uh, like Jeffree Stars of like, you know, like internet personalities. Like mm-hmm. these groups of people like worship them or worship TikTok girls, or, you know, whatever. These internet famous people, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, like how, how many people simp over like one girl mm-hmm. on, on TikTok and shit. Yeah. That's what I was seeing. I was seeing all these people giving these likes and then I was just curious and like reading the comments. What are these people saying to these girls? And they're saying pretty much exactly what you think they'd be saying. It's dark, bro. It's dark. Because you have people thrashing them in the comments yeah. and then you have people, men, Asking the women, like, what's your cop, uh, cup size? Yeah, like, dude. what shoe size do you wear? Shit like that. Yeah, dude. And then you click on the girl's profile and you see Linktree. Yeah. And I guess OnlyFans is, uh, is banned on TikTok. Yeah. Or you can get shadow banned for it. That's something that I learned as well. <laughs> it's interesting as fuck, dude, because I don't see any of that going away anytime soon. Yeah. I know this is like the new new era of internet almost like with this shit at least like the OnlyFans TikTok girls like all that shit that's that's like this is the new thing it's gonna morph into something else but I it's gonna be more and more common I think that yeah women are selling their underwear selling feet pics selling pictures of their titties and again there's nothing wrong with that I as a dude how many dudes do you think would be doing it if they had the opportunity to i mean yeah beauty is a currency in this world and no one wants to pretend that it is being a woman in this world is a currency and no one wants to pretend that it is yeah i mean you're not wrong dog not at all i mean like it, it is kind of crazy but like i mean this was this has always been happening though but like it's a little more open now yeah i mean you know if you really think about it, there's still sex trafficking and shit like that, but sex trafficking has been happening since the dawn of humanity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, um, like selling, like, you know, like even going, like dating back to like when like shit was on like DVD and stuff that you could buy that was like porn and stuff or whatever. Like this is like, just like a different way of, well, of selling it. human beings are sexual creatures anyway you do it. I mean... There's 7 billion people on this planet and all of us exist because our fathers came into our mothers. I mean, you're not wrong. That is what happened. And, then and it's, we know it's <laughs> happened at least 7 billion times. That's how many people there are on earth. Yeah. So it's like, of course, if someone has a phone, they're going to try and figure out how to get laid. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's kind of what it's morphed into. Same as like, 
how we even meet people nowadays, you know, like how we, how we meet people to talk to or, you know, relationships or whatever. It's all through the phone now. Oh yeah. And shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, what's strange now is you can see uh, a picture of like a naked picture of a girl before you even hear the sound of her voice. Yeah. Which is strange, man. I don't, I'm weird. not making a judgment against anyone for, for doing that. But what I'm saying is I don't like that. I still want there to be some mystery, some romance. Yeah. Some class, you know, like yeah. take her out on a date, you know, shit like I, that. I don't necessarily know about class. I'm not, I'm not a classy guy. No See, I, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm not really about the Tinder hookups, I guess, and shit like that. I like to take them on a date, you know, mm-hmm. get to know them at least a little bit, you know. Before you never call them again after that one date. <laughs> before I block them. Yeah, before you walk out before even the date's over. I didn't, I haven't done that. I no, you've done something more pathetic than that, but <laughs> I won't call you out on it. Hey, if there's any single ladies listening right now, go out on a date with young Millhouse. I'll I'll pay for it on the uh, <laughs> on the Poptimist and you can you can talk about the experience, no. your experience with Millhouse. What it's like to date him. <laughs> what do you where do you want to go, Millhouse? What do you want to do? You want to take a girl bowling? You want to you want to go downtown? What do you want to do? Take her to Olive Garden, bro. You'll take <laughs> take her to Olive Garden, West Virginia Fancy. Yeah, West Virginia Fancy, darling. That that was the move back in the day, bro. 16-year-old Millhouse man taking girls to Olive Garden. Eating, While you destroyed two eat, plates of spaghetti. Eating all the breadsticks, bro. Just going off. <laughs> We're going to call a friend of the show, the number one repeat guest on The Poptimist, Josh Norfleet. I told him to be prepared to answer his phone. Let's see if he actually does it here. Josh is the guitarist for The Reveal, artist formerly known as No Name Blues. And we've been working on some of his solo stuff. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. Let's see if he picks up. I haven't seen Josh in a little while. Might have been since the recording session. Yeah, I haven't seen him either. Hello, Jen. What's up, buddy? You're on the show. We are now uh, now recording. How are you? I'm great, guys. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, man. Millhouse is here. He's not crying tonight, though. Not crying tonight. <laughs> not currently. Not, not yet. Currently. We're not there yet. No one's thirsty for Millhouse tears tonight. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Just him. <laughs> Just him. Dude, how are uh, how are Noki and and Jora getting along? Dude, honestly, no joke. Right before you called, I heard a pretty hysterical meow from the other room, <laughs> and. Jora was found and Noki was not found. And I still don't know where Noki is. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, uh, I heard a crazy meow and I went in the room and I saw Jora, but no Noki. But he's around here somewhere, I'm sure. Do you think Jora sold Noki into sex trafficking that way? <laughs> that way he could still get attention? Either that or ate him, one of the two. Yeah, Jora's getting fat, dude. So for the people listening... Noki and Jora are Aubrey and Kiera's uh, cats. They're, they are uh, Violet Moons. Mm-hmm. Great band that we saw out at uh, Kimbrough's yep. a couple yeah, weeks ago wonderful. in Franklin. 
Dude, when are they fucking releasing their single, man? I'm, I'm here waiting. Dude, um, honest, uh, I'm here with Aubrey right now, and she let me listen to the final master. Like, literally, how long ago was it? Maybe half hour ago? I listened to the final master, and, and that was the final one, man. It's going to be done. Nice. So I would expect a release from Violet Moons, like, a couple weeks, yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay, good. Yeah, let me know as soon as that shit up, shit is up. Tell them to let me know. We'll play it on the show. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you guys will love it, man. It's sounding really good. Yeah, they played me the, that original uh, recording, and they said, uh, Kira was like, oh, we got a few things. We still got to change on it. We got to do this. We got to do that. But um, I'm super stoked for it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it's gonna it. It's going to be cool. It's going to be sweet. Yes. I uh, Yeah, I've like... It's really crazy. I've like heard both of them do demos of the song that they uh, recorded recently, and just hearing it from the demo to the final version, it's cool to see the whole process. Yeah, I mean, things can change so much as you start working on a song. For just sure, like yeah. once, like songwriting ideas and production ideas can become one and the same once you get to a certain point and development of a of a track. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, I mean, they really just started the demo uh, just on logic and kind of thrown in ideas. And then it's really cool just to hear the uh, what they finally did as far as like the master track. And there's a lot of cool like changes that they did. And it's going to be good. I, yeah, I'm excited to hear it. For sure. Uh, so what gigs do uh, the reveal have coming up? Oh, dude, we're uh, playing Bus Call this Sunday. What um, What is that? It is an event that they have at Tin Roof. Uh, they switch it off between uh, both locations. Like, I know they have a Bus Call show tomorrow at the one on DeMarium Street, but we're playing on the one on Broadway. So we're oh, playing, fuck, nice. Yeah, dude, we're doing the Tin Roof Broadway this Sunday for Bus Call. Um, I know Blue Trees are playing. They're good friends with us. Jacob and all those guys are awesome. Jacob Needham, yeah. Yeah, and uh, all, a lot of other great brands. Um, also, yeah, Scotty's playing. Garden of Eden, they're going to be playing. Nice. Um, what is the, what is the date for that show? It's this Sunday. What is this Sunday's date? Millhouse is doing a number crunch. He can let us know. He's good for something, dude. The, uh, the 14th. 14th. Yep, 14th. And what else you guys got coming up? Oh, man, we're doing uh, the very last weekend of March. Um, we are doing uh, Rebar at the Dam. It's uh, by Percy Priest Lake. Um, you just played there too, right? Yeah, we just played there this past Sunday. And then we're going to be there again the 26th. It's going to be a little bit of a different set. I think that is going to be acoustic. For uh, It's going to involve me, Dustin, and my cousin, Tristan. He's going to be playing mandolin. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's cool. And then there's going to be other rock bands playing that night as well. And it's, it'll be fun, man. So is Rebar at the Dam, is that uh, in relation to the Rebar in Midtown? Dude, everyone asked me that, and I really don't know because it's totally, it's two totally different vibes. I feel like Rebar in Midtown is more like dancey, let's get a DJ in and play the Chainsmokers type of vibe. But I feel like Rebar at the Dam is more of a let's go to the lake and get a Miller Lite and listen to a rock band vibe. You know what I mean? Nice, cool. 
So similar uh, but different to pop attorneys then. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And dude, it was really crazy. Uh, when we played a rebar, Goose and Meg Williams came out, dude. Oh shit! Nice. Did you did yeah, you talk dude. to him? Yes, dude. I was so stoked, man. I love those two people. And I was telling him, I was like, "This is right by the lake." I was like, "Percy, uh, going to Papa T. I haven't been to Papa T's in so long." How? And, uh, it, it was so cool to see him. How was Goose doing? What, what did he say he was up to? Um, he said he just got done doing a Meg's record. Meg is coming out with a record. Oh, nice, cool. I'll have to yeah, hit her he, up and have her and, back on. Yeah, dude. And he said he's been doing that, and um, it's just good to see him all, man. Because you know we've Taylor knows we've like been going and doing like all these jams with all of our friends that like before lockdown and all this stuff, and it's just mm-hmm. nice to see people that you're not used to seeing as much. I know we used to see him every every week. Yeah, we used to see him every week, and then we went from a time span of never seeing him, and then it's just nice to see your friends. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, is there anything uh, else gig-wise you have coming up? Ooh, not at the exact moment that I can't say right now. Okay. Um, I do actually, yeah, I have a gig with uh, my friend Tim Malarski uh-huh. at Disc Insider on March the 19th. Nice, cool. Actually, I might come out to that to that one. And your birthday's coming up. Yes, March, yes, my birthday is... Hold on, wait, end. don't tell me. I want to see if I can guess it. Yeah, see if you get it. Is it the 15th? You're one day off. The 14th? Well, backwards. 16th? Yes. Third time's amazing. a charm. Yes. <laughs> my birthday is uh, the day before St. Patty's Day, so St. Patty's Day is also Amateur's Night. Oh, dude. That also remind me, we do have a gig on St. Patty's Day. Where are you guys playing then? Donaldson Pub. Nice. Cool, man. Great. Yeah, Donaldson Pub will be out there on St. Patty's Day. It'll be cool because I've never been out to Donaldson Pub either, but Pub, St. Patty's Day, it sounds like a good combo. Absolutely. Well, cool, man. Uh, You want to plug your social media real quick and let everybody know where they can find you? For sure, man. You can uh, find me on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore North, N-O-R-F underscore poll. And, um, yeah, I'm on Facebook, all that good stuff. Find us. And the reveal as well. Yes. Um, the reveal just got a new website. So we are officially on the web. It's the reveal music.com. Um, if you go on there, you'll get a link to all of our social media pages and also links to all of our music videos and pictures and all that other cool stuff. Nice, man. Well, thanks for uh, taking my call. I will be in touch soon. We got to hang out this week. Oh, dude, absolutely. We got to hang out this week and get more music done, dude. I'm Fuck yeah. Yeah, no. Get some more music. Dude. Yeah, we got we got to connect and talk about our next studio date. So I'll, uh, absolutely, dude. I'll give you a call tomorrow to follow up. Cool, bro. Okay. That's good. Millhouse, don't drink too many of your own tears, bro. Well, I won't, dude. <laughs> He's going to try not to. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night, okay? Yeah, you too, man. Thanks. Old Josh Norfleet. Yeah, dude. Sounds like he's doing good. Yeah, dude. It's good to hear from him. I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. I'm excited to finish up working on his stuff oh, and yeah. uh, get him back on the show. Yeah. Uh, Gerard was actually, he was talking to me about that today. He's eager. Yeah. You know, he's, he's eager for that, definitely. And having Vinny back, you know, it'll be cool. It'll be fun. For sure. 
So make sure you like and subscribe and tell a friend. Feel free to shoot me an email at thepoptimistpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. It's lonely doing this show sometimes with just me and Melhouse here, looking deeply into each other's eyes, wondering, wondering if there's anybody else out there listening to us in the, the Coronaville. <laughs> But yeah, uh, follow me on Instagram and all that good stuff. And we will be back next week with a guest. This podcast is produced to you by Taylor Miller.